An automated test fails when it hits an assert statement or an assert helper function. Today I'm going to look at how PyTest and other test frameworks deal with asserts or assert helpers to help you debug and find out why your test failed. I'm Brian Aachen, and this is the Python Test Podcast, a podcast about software development, software testing, and Python. I announce new shows on Twitter at Test Podcast, and follow me at Brian Aachen. Today's podcast is brought to you by Patreon supporters. Go to patreon.com slash Aachen, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash O-K-K-E-N, or hit the support page at testpodcast.com. For the Patreon campaign, I'm really trying hard to get up to the $60 an episode level. I'd like to hire somebody to help do transcripts for the shows. Um, until that time, it takes a couple extra days, but I write up the notes as I can, and I send those to everybody that's at the $2 level or above. The last episode went out on Sunday, and I got all the notes written up and sent those out to the $2 level supporters today. But I'd really like to help get more people involved. Please help me out by going to the support page and signing up to be a supporter. Before I get into the main topic of PyTest asserts and uh, asserts in unit tests and those, I'm going to cover a news section and a listener question. News. I feel like I've been uh, a little bit tired of saying pythontesting.net slash whatever. Actually, pythontesting.net slash podcast is the real page for this podcast. It's a bit of a mouthful. So I've registered testpodcast.com. So I'm going to talk about that. Actually, that's about all there is to talk about that. But testpodcast.com will get you to the podcast page where you can subscribe You can support, you can find the support page, and all that jazz. And I can say something a little shorter now. Next, um, I am mostly a full-time C++ programmer, and I use Python, well, about half the time, because I'm testing my projects in Python. But I know that's a lot different than a lot of my listeners, so I'm starting a few projects, the first of which is a pure Python project. Um, You... It's using my own flavor of test-driven development. I, I use something similar to Double Loop. Uh, I call it Lean TDD. I'm, I will get more into that later, hopefully sometime this year. Be ready to announce something about that. But I'm I'm starting a project on that. It's going to be a uh, uh, I'm calling it Marcus. It's a cousin of Markdown. I'm borrowing aspects from Markdown or and some of the other related markup projects. But I don't actually want the name Markdown as part of it because I want to deviate from Markdown wherever I feel like it. It's a personal project. It will be open source. I'll have more to talk about that later. But one of the reasons for that is so that I can have examples that are pure Python examples to show other people. I do plan on doing some Django projects as well because there's a lot of uh, web apps I want to build for my own reasons and for work reasons. All right, moving on. I have a listener question. Um, this one was showed up on uh, Reddit from Wholesome Robbie C. Quote, I love your podcast. And I 
Robbie, I like the exclamation point. Anyway, Robbie, wholesome Robbie C. I love your podcast. Do you have any links to medium or large projects demonstrating good Python testing practices? That is a great question. I don't. Um, actually, I have some projects that I have looked at. Uh, PyTest itself has some decent test code. But uh, that's why I'm bringing this question up. I'd like to have uh, listeners um, let me know. Are you, do you have a project that you are willing to share with us um, that has some good good test code in there? Uh, just send links to me. I'd like to look at them. And I'd also like to um, ask any of you out there, I'd like to t- talk to somebody Actually, talked to a lot of people about their their uh, testing processes on a, on their projects. So, if you're willing to discuss in a Skype interview um, your testing strategy, your testing process, challenges, something testing related with your project, it doesn't have to be open source. Open source would be great, so we could look at the test code. But um, uh, private projects are interesting too couple more things before we get started uh during the recording i don't know what was going on it sounds like i'm in a tunnel apologize for that sound quality and i'll try to get that looked at to make sure i understand what i did wrong uh, another thing is i was trying to remember uh, how to import uh, all of the assert uh, helpers for nose and I, I couldn't remember the name of the the module in uh, in nose you import nose.tools and or from nose.tools import like assert equals or assert whatever. Uh, not sure why that slipped my mind at the time, but uh, that'll become apparent when you listen to this. Thanks. Now for the main topic of the show, I wanted to talk about the PyTest assert magic. Like I said, there isn't really any magic, but I want you to think about yourself as the test framework. Not, not somebody writing tests, but let's say you're trying to develop your own test framework. I was in that boat. Um, I guess it was 2010. I wrote. I started my own test executive, and uh, and I faced this problem. So what's the problem? There's assertions in normally uh, how how we have tests. We uh, a test will fail with an assertion, and and uh, that's that's how they fail. I mean, there are other ways. There's most of the frameworks have a fail method you can call, but usually we'll stick our checks in the in some assertions in the test. What's the problem with that? You can't just put straight asserts in, in your tests, and that's that's fine. There is a problem. The problem is, like, think about what you're passing into the assert statement. When you get into the assert function, all the arguments get evaluated to a Boolean. So all you know within the assert statement is true or false. False means it failed. True means it didn't fail. So there's not there's not a lot of information you can give to the user. By the time it's in the assert function, you you don't know how it was called. There's some things in it. It you can print that out, and it does, but it's um it's just not that helpful to a user to see. Hey, your assert failed. You can give the file and line number, and maybe even what the code looked like. But um, having the values that went into it would be really great. So what do you do about it? So the uh, test executive I wrote uh, took the same path as unit test and nose, and the solution they came up with was to write assertion helpers. Things like assert equals and assert less than and assert greater than and assert in. Um, So let's take the case of assert equals. Instead of passing in a Boolean, 
you pass in two values, assert equals and two values. The assert equals function can compare those. It can say if first and second one are equal, then uh, then everything's hunky-dory. But if they're not, I can print out the value of those two since I have them already. This is the easiest thing to implement as a as somebody writing, if you were the person writing unit test or nose or, or whatever. So that's the upside. It's really easy to write. The downside is the syntax is, um, you know, it's extra syntax for your users to use. And those functions have to live somewhere. Now, where do the functions live? In the case of unit tests, they're part of the the test case um, class that you inherit from. So you can say, you say a self-assert equals. In the case of uh, nodes, they're, you have to import them from somewhere. So you import them from, I think it's just... I think it's, imp- I, I can't remember. I'd have to look that one up. So what does PyTest do? Well, PyTest um, has taken that and said, let's um, let's not make any assert helpers, or, uh, expose the assert helpers to users. Let's just let them use uh, normal asserts. So we can get around it a couple ways because, you know, we're in Python. We can, we have introspection. We can look at things and we have lots of access to everything in PyTest, in Python. So, there's three ways that PyTest solves it. The default sort of magic way is rewriting. It's assert rewriting. And uh, you can get access to all of these with the uh, with a runtime flag or command line flag of uh, dash assert equals either, and then the string, either plain, reinterp, or rewrite. Rewrite is the default. And what happens then? Well, as... As PyTest is looking at all of your test code, it's importing them, importing the modules. It uh, it rewrites those assert calls to calls to different helper functions, and it does that through looking at the abstract syntax tree. And it's pretty some pretty cool code. Every time you your code calls assert, assert, it's not really calling assert. It gets re rewritten as uh, calling a helper function. Uh, if you've got an equality statement in your Boolean statement, it, it calls something equivalent to assert equals, but you don't, you don't have to write it. It's a, so the great thing about that is it's doing the same thing, but it's using the API that is more native to Python. It's nice. And this rewriting, it seems like it would take a long time to do its extra work. And it is extra work, but it's only done once. So it's the first time you call your test. If you're calling, if you're running your test multiple times, it's already been it's already been rewritten. You don't have to take that little bit of overhead every time. The other mode is reinterpret. Rewrite uh, rewrites things before your test code runs. Reinterpret says, "Well, you know, we can do that, but let's um let's go ahead and uh, not do that unless an assert actually fails. It's it's overkill for." for every single assert call. So um, just go ahead and um, wait until we hit an assert. So when an assert hits, um, uh, PyTest has some extra code that runs and grabs, um, goes and looks at the source code, grabs the uh, the values that went into the assert call and uh, reruns those, runs them again um, to see to see what those values were and nice makes a nice printout. So that seems like the best of both worlds. The downside of that is if you put side effects in your cert statement, the side effects will happen again. 
So if you're putting like a call to a database or something or writing to a file or whatever, that's, that's going to happen again. And that's, so that's not good. So the, that's what, the reason why that's not the default. So I don't, I don't put side effects in my search statements anyway. And so reinterp wouldn't hurt in the, the code that I run. The other option is plain, which means I am pretty sure if I can just look at the, the file line number, that's enough. So don't do any fancy stuff. Just, just hit the assert, print it out, make the test fail. Um, that's obviously the easiest to implement. Um, that's just like no extra work. So that's the three modes of assert in PyTest. Um, as far as how the uh, abstract syntax tree reinterpreting goes, well, that's a little bit um, over my head. There was a there is a tutorial or a talk uh, presented a couple of PyCons ago. I didn't attend it, but I did watch the video, and it does help to to see how that works. I kind of I can follow all along, but if I had to do it myself, there yeah, I'd be in the in the weeds. Anyway, so that's the uh, the problem with uh, asserts is you've trying to debug stuff and help help users, and how all of the how unit tests and nodes do it with helpers, and PyTest does it with a few options, default being rewriting. Hope that uh, gives you some better understanding of how the frameworks deal with the certs. Um, let me know if you have any questions about this. This has been another episode of the Python Test Podcast. Show notes can be found at testpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.